Hello everybody, welcome to Sonic Talk episode 643, recording live today on Wednesday the 11th of November. Um, welcome everybody, this is the podcast dedicated to all things to do with music technology, whether it be performing, recording, uh, composing, sort of media stuff, uh, electronic music, disco, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter, software, controllerism, the whole kit and caboodle. And we'll say thank you very much and welcome to everybody to uh, for joining us. Uh, hi in the chat room, we've got a load of people on YouTube, a load of people are on Discord, and I think, did I have a Discord button? I can't remember. I think I've got a Discord button. Yeah, if you want to join us on Discord, uh, we've got an ever-growing thing there. Could do with a bit more activity. Go there and talk about stuff. That's what it's for. <laughs> Bitly slash Sonic Discord. Uh, I want to say thank you very much to uh, Isotope uh, for providing us a special coupon. Uh, more on that a little bit later. Uh, but, well, what the hell, I'll say it now. Uh, we'll go to, uh, if you want to uh, save 10% on anything from Isotope, you go to the special URL they've created, isotope.com forward slash Sonic Talk, and then, then you can save 10% at checkout by using the Sonic 10 code, which you can see just there if you're watching rather than listening uh, but of course you can find us on all good podcasts provided we're available on alexa we're available on google Podcasts. we're available on stitcher we're available on oh, i've got a list here somewhere spotify itunes all of those places if you want to just listen that's fine but uh and if you want to watch us we're on uh, twitch we're on uh, youtube and facebook all of those things. Well, hello, everybody. We're going to start over here with Mr. Dominic Hawkham. We haven't had Dominic on for ages. Good afternoon. How yes, are you? It's a pleasure. I'm fantastic. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be back. i um, been missing. I just haven't really synchronised our our Wednesdays properly in the past, but uh, hopefully I can be back on uh, a lot more these days. But I've been still doing uh, well, a lot of music, chilling out a bit in the lockdown kind of thing, kind of taking a little bit of a break as well. A um, bit of half-term action going on. So, uh, yeah, more of, the, more of the same, really. More music and less coding, which has been good. Um, ah, well, that's kind of good. Yeah, well, well I guess winter is a good time for coding as well. But Exactly. Um, but but I suppose the thing is, I noticed you've been doing a couple of clown fests. You seem to be, you're like the resident artist yes. at clown fest. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a bit of a bonus because no one really knew anything about me or what I was um, or whether, you know, whether I could even do that stuff. And the sets that I've been doing have gone down really well. So they've been a mixture of um, dubby stuff and a bit of techno stuff. Uh, there's another one coming at Christmas, I think. But clown fest is an online uh, festival, basically, but uh, it's kind of cool each artist only gets 20 minutes so you never get bored if you if you, if someone comes on that isn't kind of to your taste there's always something in another 20 minutes and doing a set in 20 minutes is quite hard as well to keep the pace right so uh, yeah check out clownfish just search for it on facebook but that's been a lot of fun and it's forcing me to finish stuff as well because <laughs> you wow, 20 can't minutes. move the date yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah wow well. Yeah, well, I must admit, I, I, I struggle to actually fill 20 minutes when I do anything live, but uh, I'll have to work on my... I just need a longer reverb. Maybe that's the answer. Um, right. And we've also got Mr. Charles Chicky Reeves, Chicky and Coco, who's there in London in his studio. Um, you're doing sports there. You've got a big sports, sports. logo. Sports! How are you, Charles? <laughs> haven't seen you for ages. I know. It's been a while. Um, I've been... Well, I've been doing a few things. I've mixed... A, I mixed that new Tiny Magnetic Pets album from band from electronic band from Ireland. I mixed the new Claude Nine album, which is an electronic act from Austin. Um, I'm doing Ghost of Our Former Selves, which is a London-based act. And in the meantime, I also had surgery on my head, which so it's not acne. It's not a bad acne. It's actually a scar all the way up my head there. I had not so I was out. It. I was out for a few. Yeah, it, it, on camera. Right now, it looks like I just have a like I'm broken out, but it's actually just taking your hat stitches. off. It looks like yeah, just, just, exactly. Just, your hat's a bit tight. But, uh, just taking it off. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. and the reason for the sports shirt is because I'm not really into sports, but I at least like to cheer the team along. So sports, oh, well, yay! <laughs> all good stuff. Well, lovely to have you, Charles, as ever, and I uh, can't wait to hear uh, more from you. And uh, we also have um, in, in higher fidelity with higher visual visual uh, values, uh, Mr. Jamie Liddell, who is there in Nashville in his studio. Uh, we. We're pleased to get it. I know we've been, it's been a bit of a technical mess, but uh, OS upgrade. <laughs> it's always but, a technical mess with me. I almost give up this time, but hey, you know, I'm using the laptop and some other camera shenanigans. Who cares? We're here. It's good to be back. And uh, yeah. So, Hello. Jamie, you, you was, uh, Jamie, of course, uh, does the uh, 
uh, podcast. If you go to jamieliddlemusic.com and uh, the podcast, I'm trying to remember what, desperately what it's called. Hanging out with Audiophiles. Hanging out with Audiophiles. Of course, I do. how would I possibly yeah, forget? Yeah. You've just done one with no Imogen, worries. right? Imogen Heap. Yeah, Imogen Heap. Yeah, it's out today. Uh, uh, yeah, it's been a long time coming. We've been organizing that one for... Yeah, almost a year, uh, you know. So she's obviously super busy. She's doing really cool stuff. We chat about something that's launching called the Creative Passport, which is like really an amazing idea, actually. Very ambitious. You know, of course it's ambitious. Imogen's extremely ambitious. And, you know, I, I hadn't really had a proper chat with her before. So it's really cool to uh just see what she's about she's she's she's, she's great. very yeah but she's yeah, really that, good, that's yeah. been good she's fantastic yeah and doing and lots yeah. of live streaming yeah. as well because she streams for like six or eight hours ago doesn't she so yeah how, how long's your totally podcast right. if it's under six hours then it's a it's light yeah work, yeah right? yeah <laughs> just getting started yeah no exactly i only got her for an hour but um but yeah there you go and uh that's been good and uh i know you're you've got your patreon going i should we get have, the patreon yes. plug Oh, yeah, your uh, Patreon. You know, we'll, we'll maybe have a Raz on this guy later. Like I was showing you guys before the show. Uh, it's quite a lovely little rarity from my neighbor that kind of came into my possession for a little lend. And so that's I sampled it for the old Patreon. That's Orchestron, mm. is it? The Orchestron, yeah. Yep. There's only about 20 functioning in the world. So uh, it's definitely the definition of rare at this point. And uh, it's awesome. It's really good. It's really, really cool. Optical sound discs. Yeah. I only, I've only ever seen optical sound on 16 millimeter film before. Like, you know, ever seen that on the edge of a 16 mil yeah, film? Yeah, yeah. It's like they've, yeah. So it's like, it's those, but it's really, it's, it's as if you had a bunch of locked grooves on vinyl and you could just essentially tap into any needle that was playing the respective groove. It's quite an amazing idea. I'm surprised. I mean, I don't know. I have this beautiful. They do do, they do, do it. Isn't there, isn't there vinyl yeah. that you can get that has fixed tracks that break, um, um, breakbeat DJs oh, use? Yeah. Them. So you just have, so it's just For concentric sure. circles. So you just have a break, a break, a break. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you need to loop them. But then, if you wanted to do like the orchestra, one, you'd need a needle for each groove yeah. so that you could, and a VCA for each needle. You know, it's, if you think about it like that, then it's kind of amazing that they made this thing work. It's not like a Mellotron insofar as keys don't restart. The, the, the record just keeps spinning round and round, you know, forever. Yeah. And uh, you're tapping in essentially to a moment. And each time you tap in, there's a sort of clicky sound where I assume a VCA is engaged or some kind of activity to the reader is happening. And it makes this pretty peculiar and really characterful sound makes it hard to sample actually because it's really i so i when the samplers that i provided for the patrons i added an lfo to start point so it kind of is a bit more true to the original thing because you never really get you don't re-trigger it anyway it's it's the orchestra nice well i look forward to a bit of that uh, but as, as you mentioned patreon yes we have a patreon now if you wanted to uh, check that out i'd be more than happy for you to uh Check it out. Um, Patreon, yes, we've got two membership levels and we've got a bunch of extra video. There's some uh, UDO extra. There's a bit of uh, WAV downloading. There's a Sonic Sonic Tower Studio Tour Part 1. There's a bunch of videos there, so if you fancy getting it. And indeed with Mr. Jamie uh, Liddell as well. You can find it via Jamie Liddell Music. Uh, all of those things. Uh, as we all oh, he's he's holding up an Orchestron look at this, disc. Look at I don't know if you can see. Yeah, it's really quite satisfying to see. Look at the moiré effect. Oh, it's kind of like, just because you're seeing through all these crazy little grooves, it's hard to see really. Wow. Yeah, but no, anyway, that's lovely. What this guy in the, in the duty. Oh, he's going for it now. Go on. Let's have it. Yeah, go on. Let's have a listen. All right. I'll, uh, here we go. Do it. I'll tell you what, don't tell us what it is and we have to guess. <laughs> Sort of big band section. Woodwinds? Oh. <laughs> you get that one thrown in <laughs> on a random. That's what I'm saying. You start down here and you get like. <laughs> there's your there's your white keys. And this is what I'm saying. If I tap the key multiple times, you can hear it kind of spinning around. Yeah. 
quite charming a little instrument. And How heavy is it? Well, when it's all over me, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, you get this vibe on that. It's just like all day. I Machine. Is it like really? Is it a big heavy box or like how heavy is this thing? It's a flight case and it's yeah, it's built. The Rev D, as I learned from uh, Mr. Spears, who did a, a really cool piece actually on um, on his GeForce page. They have samples of this for the M Shop. Mine are a little bit more weird because my signal chain is I go into a Retro Instruments OP6 and then I go into the Silvertone uh, amp head and then to the Ox, then from the Ox into a pair of 312s and then from there into, you know, the, the Crane Song head. So it's like got this mm -hmm. quite a potent flight signal. It's like really, I juice it like way too much and I think it's kind of super fun like that. But um, yeah, it's th this one was built into a flight case, which is kind of a cool idea. Rob used to tour this thing with Laurie Anderson. Wow. Um, you wow. know, she loved it. And he would like back her up with these kind of eerie moods. It is a very evocative sound. My wife is not particularly enamored with any of the shit I have in here. No, pardon my friend. But, um, <laughs> it's, uh, but this machine, she's like, no, that is, that's incredible. It sort of sounds like, yeah, it's just, it's a very charming tone. Mm. Sort of, I imagine it's kind of like having a valve, a valve radio and switching on and everything you turn on sounds like it's coming from the 1950s, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, basically that. it's basically that. I mean, look, think about that, you know, that, yeah. I mean, um, Trans Europe Express, that sound is the orchestron. Right. And, you know, it just gives you that feeling, doesn't it? It's just like, it is, it's sci-fi, early sci-fi vibrations excellent anyway well it, it sounds like we might uh, be able to link that up with a topic we've got a bit later on if we get there but uh thank you oh, yes. that's really brilliant <laughs> absolutely brilliant. there you go no well, let's, demos, but yeah let's start <laughs> with uh well first i mean big news new Hello, DRW. welcome oh, to this is a bit uh, meta. Sonic lab special uh it's that time of year where we get to talk to our friend uh, simon stokes who's up there in subsign uh in glasgow is, uh, where he's live uh, 11 splendid isolation but it's a uh, kind of well, I guess so, I'll just zoom it forward. For so I, I, yeah, track. obviously, I'm not going to play the whole thing. It's 30 minutes, you know. But Live 11 dropped on Tuesday. Uh, Live 11, big new features, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Some people are sort of going, oh, is that all? But it's actually quite a big deal. So track comping, which is quite elegantly done. I mean, I don't know if it's more elegant. I, I, I sort of stopped using DAWs before comping came into play. So I'm not really familiar with whether or not there are ones that do it better, but it seems to do it very elegantly. And the fact that you could do comping on stuff that wasn't actually recorded as takes, you can drop a load of stuff on late and then just swipe and create this kind of mutant track. There's also uh, track grouping, phase lock track grouping, for uh, which includes um, um, warp markers as well. That's a big deal. So these are the things that really are going to appeal to people who are more your traditional kind of NLE kind of DAW users, uh, which I and I can see people nodding here. And I know that uh, several of you guys are Ableton Live people. So yeah, going to drop in 2021. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a big deal. Charles, you're looking very smiley. Is this something you're excited about? Have you signed up for the beta? I haven't, but uh, I think I think I might actually because I'm very excited. I'm very excited because I, it's that the way that they do, uh, or rather, have not been able to do uh, multiple takes on tracks and locking is the one thing that keeps me from using Ableton for almost everything. Um, I write in Ableton. I I'll, I do remixing in Ableton, but I anything that has like live drums or <clears throat> Excuse me, or multiple vo vocal takes, you know, you know, comping involved. I'm, I'm either Studio One or Pro Tools, and uh, this, this is, uh, this is the one thing that's just going to make me just stick with Ableton for almost everything. Yeah, Interesting. I, I love Ableton. I mean, I think that's, I yeah. mean, that's saying something, you know, because that's those are the things exactly. They're kind of removing the barriers that stop people who are used to another environment from from using it all the time. So yeah, I, I totally yeah. get that. And, and, and one of the great things about Ableton is the the fact that unlike i think unlike logic unlike uh well unlike any other really it, it, maybe cubase is different uh, but um the uh, you can the way you can do audio manipulation in ableton is so easy it's so intuitive in fact a lot of these features that they even have in this new version of ableton 
they're not things you can't already do, but now they've made them really easy to do. And, uh, and so I think what excites me is about is not having to leave a particular DAW. I, I have a project that I just recently finished where we did everything except for the live drums and vocals we did in Ableton. Um, because we had to, we had to track things and the the way you can edit on tracks and so forth in, in Studio One or Pro Tools, and so now it's it's nice just to have just to be able to stay in Ableton the whole time. I'm I'm very excited about that, and I'm also excited about, uh, like I said, it makes it easier to do things that uh, that's a bit of a dig around before to do. Oh, and the mm -hmm. scale stuff too. Yeah, so I don't want to. Yeah, there's a bunch. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know whether Dom, I don't know Dominic whether you're a, a live live user, but MPE is another big one because for finally yeah. multi-channel MIDI recording, which has been yeah, ever not something you can do, right? I mean, I've, I've been Logic for years, and I bought Live maybe a year or two ago, and I used it to kind of change up my workflow a bit, and pretty much like Charles just said, you know, for jamming stuff out and whatever. But I always flip back into Logic ultimately because i do think in terms of those tracks really um and I, this wouldn't make me stick in ableton like that but um i like the probability stuff that hasn't been mentioned that's the first time i've seen that coming out so you can mm. you can set a probability for velocity on hi-hats for something or, or for uh, the hi-hat to come on every offbeat 50% of the time, that kind of stuff, which is much nicer than just pure random accidents, particularly if you just want to shuffle things along or make things move nicely. Uh, and they showed, it's a really good video, actually. They, they uh, the, the, your, your one, um, they showed, is it the uh, shaper tool? So you've got mm, this thing oh, where yeah, you can, yeah. um, it'll do things like LFO tool that everyone kind of uses anyway, which is just a, almost like a side chain effect. But you can draw in the shape um, and you can use it to affect things like velocity or amplitude of volume and all that kind of stuff. I really like the way that there's this little kind of Ableton v Logic thing going on at the moment where Logic's last update introduced effectively clip looping and clip playing. Um, and stole that pretty much, you know, completely off of Ableton. And now Ableton have introduced the the take mm. uh, comping, which has always been available in Logic, to be fair, and is really useful for comping vocals. But I don't think you can drop your own audio into that as easily as you can with Logic. So it shows you, you, you do 10 takes of vocals, and then you can just drag across each mm. little breath and stuff that you want. Whereas the Ableton version allows you to say, well, actually, instead of that track of vocals, I'm going to drop in this these two beats here and i'm just going to pull different kind of bits of the beats out together which is a really nice editing touch and the mpe thing yeah the the kind of polyphonic aftertouch is the way it's described in the vid but it's obviously way more than that um and as i think you said it's really hard to edit that stuff because every single note can have a bunch of modulation applied to it yeah. and graphs that say you know i'm pressing it harder now not just a chord with a velocity every single note of every single chord can have a velocity that changes over time and it looks like they've put an interface on that which is Really it does look, yeah. I must good. admit, it does you look know. good. It does look good. I know, Jamie. Are you a, a live? You you use live, don't you? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I've, I've used live for a long time, and um, I've I've played out live with it a lot. And this is a. It's funny. I understand. I mean, I've been on the beta for a little while, and it's it's. It was funny when I first got the demo from a character, a nice chap at Ableton. There was there was that thought in my back of my head, like this feels like more of a supplemental update in certain ways. But then I thought, okay, you've got a company like Ableton, and I'm kind of one of those candidates. Actually, I don't want Live Eleven to feel like a different program at this point. I really kind of just want to carry on working but have extended functionality and be able to sort of grow into these things. And I think they're smart. They've added a lot of fun, like sound generators, yeah. really cool new reverbs. The spectral things I heard demonstrated were really amazing, actually. I had low expectations and they were super cool. And I, I like, you, 
you know, a lot more sonic manipulation, just sort of stock out of Ableton 11. And I think that's really fun. And I think that's just sort of what you want to do. You just want to make, <laughs> you want to get there. You want to get there like you did before, but then these extensions feel like they've always been there. And you can sort of criticize that because they're not these big, massive, groundbreaking things, but they're, they're implemented in such a way that they're invisible. And I think you've got to give it's hats yeah. off to the technicians to make it feel like it's always been there because it's not easy and it's really mm. it's kind of it's very well done the linking thing is just tremendous for me i mean i, I just lots of things made me happy the linking thing made me the most happy <laughs> i just I feel, I feel like i'm in pro tools to do a lot of stuff like the pod and stuff and um a lot of it's to do with just grouping just simple control of tracks and and uh it's just yeah i'm happy i'm really happy it's super good and you can have a lot more macros yeah, yeah 16, 16 macros yeah macro. oh yeah no and buttons yet though i want buttons i want buttons it's presets yeah i know oh so you mean you want buttons for macros yeah i mean obviously it's funny with them owning you know cycling at this point and the whole integration of max for live i've done a lot of max for live integration in live set builds like when I played in 2013, my show was essentially Tim Exile's Looper floating in the reactor separate. Then there was a main session in Ableton. And then I had a Lima controlling a custom Max for Life patch. And it was a nightmare, but it worked. <laughs> it oughtn't to Mostly. have worked. You know, it was dangerously precarious. There's like 11 USB devices on the one laptop. And it was just horrendous, but it, it works. And I'll, I'll always remember that. Just think Ableton was up to the job. You know, even though it had early Max for Live integration, I just think they're going in the right direction. They've got a modular system, basically. With all this modular behind me, I'm sort of like, or you know, but this way, and then you know, I'm I'm sort of like, um, uh, you know, can Ableton just do it all? And there's this guy. You guys familiar with Ned Rush? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's great. I did a gig for him in uh, Winchester. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, because I mean, man, if you want some Ableton, like you know expertise he's my guy i just love watching his videos just stupid what he can do and sometimes you'll open his patch it's just it's playing it's just an autoplay thing and actually should mention like they've added a lot of functionality to the behavior of like you know follow actions which a lot of people don't really use in ableton but they've made them super powerful now that so you can sort of have loops that aren't to the grid you can have all kinds of weird behaviors you can grab a bunch of clips and make them do follow action with e-press whereas before it was all one by one yeah 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 so it's like that's really they, helpful they thought about deep users people who want to do like yeah the sort of nuts and bolts stuff of comping and then the real heavy heady users who want to do crazy follow actions and yeah the probabilistic stuff it's sort of like it has got something i mean everyone wants something more from ableton you know i would love more crazy delay compensation stuff and like you know there's there's a million things on the list but uh it's great it's fantastic you know, one of my favorite things the one, my wish for ableton because you know when you are when you are auditioning sounds from your browser which i totally love and you can just try a sound on top of a track and you can take the quantize off and you can just like literally press your right arrow key and just sort of think no not this kick not this kick this kick this kick what I really wish they would do is just as you're hitting that key, that right arrow key, that you could just press a button and it would set up a simpler and record what you're doing. And then when you stop, everything you've done is in the session. You don't wow. have to set up a simpler, you don't have to drag the sound into it. You just go, oh, I'm vibing on this. This is my sound. Record this, make it a track. Let's go. Because that's so in the spirit of Ableton. I, I hope one day they add that kind of thing. Because that's just, that would make it beyond speedy. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, yeah, no, anyway. one thing I still, uh, yes, I, I, I think it's interesting to see. I'm, actually, Cubase 11 dropped today as well, so there's uh, 11s everywhere. <laughs> but uh, uh, this one's not going to be ready until 2021, uh, quarter one. They, they weren't very specific about that. And we tried to nail them, but they were, they were a bit uh, jumpy about saying a specific date, so we didn't. But anyway, yeah, Ableton Live 11. Right, um, what else is next? Uh, we've got some new stuff from Korg. Now, there's the Nautilus, which was this uh, less interested to me. Uh, but this is basically, oops, that's that that I want, isn't it? It's, I think, is it this one? It's essentially a Kronos in a different box and a thousand bucks cheaper. <laughs> I mean, essentially, uh, nine sound engines. I mean, you know, it's 
It's, a, it's with a touchscreen, which I always found a bit laggy on that. Maybe they've improved things. Only thing is, it's kind of a live performance tool. It seems like a weird thing to release right now, because obviously there's not much of that going on. But the Kronos is legendarily, so this is the big one. Um, but then the next one, which I think probably is more interesting to people, is the the new OP6, which we saw in a, uh, uh, a preview format at NAM. Six operator. Uh, OP6 rather than OP6. OP6 sounds like a teenage engineering product. In the sort of wave state box, six operators, uh, more hands-on control, different modes. I think you've got a, I've got uh, AM, PM, sorry, FM, PM, phase modulation, filter modulation, and a few, few different sorts in here. Very much using the OS from uh, the wave state. So I'm guessing it's probably a Pi in there somewhere, which uh, is fine by me. Um, yeah, Loop Pop once again beat everybody to it. I'm still waiting for us to get one, but uh, we'll hopefully get that. Sequencer, all of those things. So, some big, you know, some big drops today from Korg. I don't know how everybody feels about that. I mean, I guess you're, you, you do a lot of live stuff. Do people show up mm -hmm. with Kronos with and that kind of workstation for, to drive things? No. 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 Uh, the Howard Jones stuff, uh, he he just he has controllers, does almost everything using um, Mainstage and Ableton. It's actually a combination of both Mainstage and Ableton. And then uh, mm. we toured with a, a piano, and I, uh, like a grand piano. But yeah, he I, he normally just won't use. He his, he does have something from Roland. I can't remember what it is though. Um, it's an it older the, older machine. Is it the JP seventy or whatever it is? The no, no, no. It's just it's just a piano thing that they ah, do. Right. He'll RD, use that sometimes yeah. for smaller shows, but uh, but no. I, I, um, the only thing that was like that when I was with OMD, they used to use those uh, the Phantom X right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but then they switched over to native uh, instrument controllers. <clears throat> And um, and running everything off main stage or out of uh, I I don't I can't remember <laughs> I think it was main stage it's been a been a bit of time since it's been I, a bit of, since well, I've done a live uh, show oh my god yeah, it's been no live yeah, yeah. shows forever <laughs> so what do you think about the what, what do you think about the uh, the FM the OP six or the OP six does that kind of I, I must admit I haven't heard anything that's made me gone ooh that sounds fab but maybe I, I just yeah the only my hands on it the only stuff I've heard from it. Um, yeah, I've heard like Red Beans recording. I heard his video, uh, and I like the track that he did. But uh, you know, honestly, it, yes, I know it's FM synthesis and stuff. But it just it it does kind of. I mean, I love. I've got the the mini log and a few other things from them. Um, I, I love their stuff, but it sounds kind of like stuff I already have. I, I didn't I didn't hear anything sh earth shattering about it. You know, it, but it sounds good. It sounds really good. It, you know, very full sounds and everything. So it's probably pretty cool if it's if it's easier to operate than a DX7, then yeah, that's that's a win as far as I'm concerned. Well, that that seems to be the big sell point there. I mean, they've got they're going for that. It's seven nine nine US dollars. I haven't seen a UK price yet, but I'm sure it'll come up. Mm. Don't suppose it'll be any Black Friday sales because it's just fresh out. Um, I don't know, <clears throat> Dom. Any of these any of these beauties? Um, it's uh, do anything for you? Well, I mean, I'm I don't play live much anymore, and if if I were kind of jobbing wedding piano playing kind of person maybe well, yeah, that would yeah, they interest me you, <laughs> you know what i mean they, 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 it, it does what it does and it's it's very good at it uh it's just uh it's a it's a, a kind of a jack of all trades kind of device isn't it so take one keyboard out and 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 go play live i mean the the op six obviously is kind of more in in our in our domain i suppose um and it it just a six operator FM synth just leaves me a little bit cold. I mean, it's nice. It's got knobs on, which the DX7 didn't. I mean, to be honest, if you put knobs on a DX7, it would always be easier to program. Anything with knobs on is easier than a DX7 because it only had a volume and one knob. Um, and they put a filter on <laughs> yeah. it as well, haven't they? So, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of nice. But I just want, I want more than six operators. I mean, when the, when the DX7 came out, it was revolutionary because it sounded like a real piano compared to people lugging around... Fender Rhodes and Yamaha CP pianos and stuff. But it didn't sound like a synth that much. It made lovely, clean, crystal belly sounds um, like Scritti Politti 
Cupid and Psyche. So it's all it's all FM synths and it's brilliant, yeah. but it's not warm um, in terms of an analog nice oscillator. Mm. In terms of the the, the 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 keyboard that Jamie's got over there, um, and they complement each other well. So it's you know it will cut through a mix. It's dynamic. It's clear. I I would like twelve operate operates or something. I don't think it costs. Well, Modi, that much maybe to you need the Modi X or the, rate, uh, you know? the, the, the the yeah yeah well, that's absolutely. 10, hasn't it? I mean it it, it it's just strikes me as a, eight, as rather. a little expensive for what's fundamentally uh, technology that was available 30, well, 20, 30 years ago, maybe, um, in, in the DX7 with a filter. But who knows? I mean, there yeah. isn't anything similar at that price range at the moment. I don't, I don't think I would, I would bust any well, Digitone, I think, is Digitone's probably the closest, and that's a kind of opens out. I don't know. Um, mm. Jamie, it's funny. I, I, I don't know, because I yeah. was listening, because the DX... DX FM, we know massive, huge, you get very enormous frequency range, very solid bottom end. You know, those classic uh, 90s, 80s and 90s house records, you know, that that was the bass sound, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I wasn't really hearing any of this on the demo and stuff. It was all sort of floaty pads with shimmer reverbs on it, and I, I, which I'm a big fan of, but I, was, I would like to hear a bit more of that chunk to it. I know, man. Look, I've got a lot of love for the DX. Um, it's funny, actually, because uh, I'm friends with the Chromio boys, and when they were coming to Nashville, I randomly came across a posting on Craigslist of, for a DX1. Ooh. And I was like, I, so I wrote to like P, P from the band. I was like, hey, man, you know, I don't know if this is interesting to you, but there's a DX1. <laughs> it was a lot of money like it was a lot of money but he was like yep i'm into it and he got he bought it and i went backstage with him and he <laughs> the x1 there and uh, man it's a beast it's and it's a it's a beautiful object you know i'm, I'm yeah. sort of maybe in a zone where i want full objects and uh and I, I personally do you know you know like that company alm that makes the uh the Eurorack stuff yeah they make a, a really cool little um, FM world, and it's uh, it makes a lot of sense for it to be in Eurorack. I mean, I would say that, I suppose. But um, this would have been cool if it had. Um, I don't want to be that guy who's like, hey, it would have been cool if you'd done this. But I'm going to say it, it would have been cool <laughs> if they'd added uh, CV inputs. You know, because uh, that that feels like it just would have been relatively easy to do, and it would have expanded the audience quite wildly, really. To, to allow sort of different levels of control of the FM, you know. Uh, I'm increasingly, I'm becoming less of a fan of MIDI. I'd like to see MIDI phased out or at least expanded properly. So when connectivity and the control and the CC is all MIDI, I'm like, nah, I'm not that bothered. You know what I mean? It just mm -hmm. doesn't feel like fresh when the connectivity that's supposed to be expanding the object is going to be MIDI. I mean, obviously, USB could expand that, but uh, that's just what I tend to feel these days. It's like um, I don't mind if the engine is good. And I, I, it's true. I'd like to know more about the specifics of the engine. But I think accessibility and control is the name of the game going forward. And, yeah, the ALM, which I've... Which, uh, oh, it's Akami's uh, Castle and uh, Tycho's... Yeah, they, those... Mm. They, they, yeah, yeah they're, 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 they're a bit fun. And, you know, I think people don't really maybe often exploit the percussive potential of a of a of an fm synth and those those drums they can create are super cool and i think some of my favorite sounds look at the lot of the detroit techno chicago and a lot of that is like dx you know dx 100 dx 21 like yeah not always the fancy dx's but they can create some amazing sounds they've got a yeah, chunk to I yeah I, I like i said i i haven't heard a solid low end from, yeah. from any of the demos of the of the uh, uh op6 op6 yet but uh, I, I'm, if i get my hands on one which i hope to then i will explore that uh, that potential yeah yeah definitely <laughs> because that's what i mean i remember when i was a kid you know i mean i had a tx7 that was all i could afford i had a dx21 and a tx7 so that i could just oh, basically yeah, yeah, the yeah. reason i have the tx7 Desktop. is so that i could it wasn't that, so I could collect thousands and thousands and thousands of FM patches. And there were some absolute beauties in there that I used to use, uh, and they were very organic. It's just, you know, hideous to work on, you know. And, but but I think the thing is with the OP6 is it's got all this interesting modulation per operator. So perhaps the 
programming hasn't found the full potential of what's available under mm. the hood. I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's any compatibility between that and a and DX six op voices because they're completely different, you know. But the out there's lots of algorithms and user algorithms. I mean, that's going to be really interesting to me to see how that uh, progresses and, and where that goes. But yeah, both out today, um, or was it yeah this morning? I think six o'clock this morning. Um, and Tom White, yeah, everybody apart from me, basically, <laughs> had, a, had a go at it. But uh, I'm getting there. I'll, I'll have a bit more quality time. Um, right, uh, what else is next? Uh, ah, now this is, I know we don't tend to, you know, people get a bit miserable about when we talk about Macs, but the new Macs that we talked about, the new M1 chips, which essentially are this new ARM silicon, they're calling it Apple Silicon, available in a MacBook Air, 13-inch MacBook Pro, and a Mac Mini, with all sorts of claims about three times the power of the uh, the last generation, which incidentally is nearly four years old, so you would hope so, and a GPU. So it's their own take on a chip. Uh, it's all got this kind of... In fact, I was watching a video by Linus Tech Tips, and he basically said, what do you want? Do you want an iPad without a screen, which is the Mac Mini, or an iPad <laughs> with a touch bar, <laughs> which is the MacBook Pro, or just an iPad with a lot of slightly with a 13-inch monitor, which is the iPad Air, because it's essentially the technology of the latest iPad uh, cores, which is they have four core, have eight cores. Four are designed to to kick in when you need some real grunt. The other four work on lower power, so you know the, maybe your web browsing and other stuff. So very power efficient. Um, bad news is the memory. Uh, the storage in some cases is all basically on one chip, so you c there's just no uh, zero upgrade path. But mm. that extra power could be a potential thing. And that, I mean, this was you know it wasn't really a kind of which is best. Uh, I wanted to bring that question up, but also the fact that now because it's got to work on these new chips, we're getting to this. They've announced Rosetta Two, which I don't know if anybody remembers when they when we had the PowerPC Max and we moved over to Intel. There was this Rosetta period, which is kind of like emulation where code worked on either, and it was frankly a nightmare. And I'm just figuring, I'm just thinking of all these poor developers who are thinking along the lines of, "Oh God, not this again." Um, I'm going to come to you first, Don, because you are a developer <laughs> and you do develop. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, yeah, I, more... the video. The video capabilities looks really exciting to me, but it, well, I, I kind of asked my, myself, would I buy one of these? And if I needed a new Mac, yes, I definitely would. Actually, um, I've still got a Mac Pro black, um, kind of round, whatever they call trash can style, um, and it was very expensive at the time, and uh, it's still works brilliantly luckily nothing's gone wrong with it and i don't need a new mac and in the meantime my laptop's kind of died it's quite old and at some stage i need a new mac laptop and i would probably buy one of these if as i don't need to at the moment um it's always better to wait until the second or the third gen version of this kind of stuff comes out isn't it and from a programming point of view if you're using stuff like we are which involves third-party devices plugging in um just the problems of upgrading the os on the same machine that we've had recently um is enough to say oh well i'm not going to base my career off of, off of running my studio on a, on a new intel mac at the moment i would hope that emulation and so far is is easier these days because there's a, there's a lot more grunt under the bonnet of these of these devices um but it, you've just got to be really careful. I mean, I'm I'm two versions behind on this um, this Mac Pro here, just because it's just solid and it works, and I need it every day in the studio, and that's absolutely fine. I wouldn't dream of upgrading it. I do have Logic running on a different machine back in the office, and it works, seems to be okay. But you know, it, it's the reliance on the third-party stuff. Anything on Apple that needs some drivers or needs to you know work nicely with it is going to have some problems. Um, they've, from a developer point of view, they have made it fairly easy in theory um, by introducing a long time ago the whole concept that this is the way things are going and hopefully taking care of most of the compatibility under the bonnet. So your code is sitting on top of their environment and hopefully it's their environment that's changing unless right. you're doing some really hardcore stuff. Um, I'll tell you where I would buy it, which is what you touched on. If I was doing video rather than music, um, yeah, and I, that's a lot the of video, I think that's the yeah. hands down it's got fabulous graphics card it's got it's got absolutely everything for it and and really if what i'm doing is plugging in my gopro or my camera reading the the, the stuff down 
no competition whatsoever. If I'm driving MIDI devices and I've got three audio A to Ds going on and I've got a load of USB kit all coming in, probably not, not for now. But yeah, video would be an absolute no-brainer. No I think this is maybe the, 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 the kind of key for it because as creators, you know, even if you're not into video and you're just into music and you're making music, you probably find that you are getting into video. And, you know, yeah. much as you maybe don't want to, you're streaming, you're maybe recording stuff for your fans on Patreon or whatever it may be, you know, you're, you're going that way, even though you might not think you want. And your audio spec, Mac, which is working great, is not going to be working so good on the 4K video camera that you just bought because you totally. can't buy any 1080 totally. anymore. I know, Jamie... Uh, you just you just updated your OS. Uh, <laughs> would you? Yeah, yeah. Look what happened to that. Yeah, yeah I couldn't join in all this because I think it was to do with a supplemental OS update. Supplemental. I mean, this is beyond supplemental. Yeah. Now, I mean, hey, you know, of course, Apple want that independence, so they're not sort of you know beholden. And uh, we'll see what happens when the the new administration comes in here in the US about you know. What happens to Apple? It seems well, like they're going to be a little higher than, than, you know, previous administrations. But, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm relatively unfussed about this information. It's, uh, it's funny how computers used to be exciting. There was that moment when, you know, it was maybe just we were more aware of something like Moore's Law or what it was doing to computing tech i always remember those moments when you get a new laptop and it would literally blow your mind how much better it was than your previous computer whereas right. now you're like yeah 10 percent in whatever who cares it's already good we're already a state where everything's pretty much good so they have to find a compelling argument to sell more stuff yeah, well, that's and, true. And look, for me, I just wanted a quiet computer. <laughs> so long yeah. as there's a, there's no <laughs> fan. Well, that's true. There's, I mean, no, there audio there is, there's no fan in any of these because they run cooler, apparently. I mean, it doesn't say how hot they get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it whether when they, you. Yeah, that, or whether when they get hot, the CPU is then throttled, which is another major issue that you get with. Yeah. Uh, stuff that's the that thing. Fancy. I mean, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of bits and iterations to go through but yeah like that, i mean it's, it's coming we can't really change it it will be better it's not very good now but wait and it'll get better yeah uh, i suppose, that I, suppose I see what you mean it's it's i know charles i mean you know i guess when we talk to people who are in their facilities which are working at the moment it's perhaps people don't get so excited about new hardware these days because it's like well that means everything will change and i'm going to have a load of downtime <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, I tend to, to side with Jamie on this in that I, the computers getting more powerful doesn't really excite me that much. Um, I mean, this is a, what the Mac iMac Pro, and I've got a trash can Mac over there, um, and you know, they they both work fine. It, I mean, I, I also I got to say, most of my my like effects plugins and so forth, uh, most of it's being processed on. Uh, the three UAD interfaces I have. So I'm not, I mean, I could do almost everything I'm doing now on the laptop that I'm communicating to you with. So I'm not really that fussed about computer power at the moment. If I were mm -hmm. doing more video, I probably would be, but even, even the laptop that I have, well, this thing, I've tried some video on this. It, it all works fine. You know, 4k video is fine. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad for for yeah. I'm not I'm not that thrilled about it, but you know okay. you know great. In a couple of years, I'll I may I'll buy another computer and it'll probably have one of those processors in it. Yeah, maybe so. Well, I didn't want to dwell on it too much, but I thought we had to spell, <laughs> spend uh, spend a bit of time on it. Now, this is a good one, and this kind of maybe goes back a little bit to what you were uh, showing us, Jamie, which was the uh, orchestron, and uh, I just this I just love the idea of this. This is Heinbach and uh, audio thing. And his uh, MN61 Russian wire recorder, which has been emulated in uh, software. And it records on a piece of wire. And they made these till the 70s. Uh, he's got a great video. And it basically, you know, it's like an echo and delay. I, I won't play the video because actually there's, there's not a load of... That, that, 
it does some really interesting things to the sound. But the thing that thrilled me most about this was the actual hardware unit itself. The fact that it exists in this... It's a wire recorder. It was used in uh, Cold War surveillance and it was... Because it was wire... You had these spools with very thin wire that would uh, that could record for like four hours at a time, which obviously on tape you couldn't get that sort of length unless you were recording very very slowly. Obviously, wire is a bit more uh, robust, and you know they use them for years and years, and they're, they're just beautiful technical things. And it, while this is this is great, it's only you know it's thirty nine bucks, thirty nine not thirty nine bucks, it's thirty nine um, it's wires, it's thirty nine euros. And it looks lovely and it sounds really good. And, you know, it does some interesting things, but uh, I'm more interested in the actual thing itself. I don't know, Jamie. Yeah. Have you seen one of these? I just sort of think, I I don't know why. I I just would like one. I would like one of these. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, Heinbach, I think at this point, uh, people just send him stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, this was in my granddad's cupboard and I don't know, give it to Heinbach, you know. So uh, I think he's sort of amassing these really interesting and cool objects. And he, he, hey, I think when he first got it, I seen him doing a bunch of posts where there was all these trashed, like, um, you know, old wire situations that were just a mess. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of care and maintenance that has to go into keeping one of these beasts alive. And, uh, yeah, he's done some really cool recordings just to show it off. It's awesome, isn't it? Yeah, I'm with you. Just like, just these things, the fact they exist and you can, you can check them out and people share them. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I never knew this thing existed. Well, there is apparently, cool. uh, and I, I spoke to uh, some people in Berlin. It was Moog at Berlin when at Superbooth, I think it was the first Superbooth or the second Superbooth. And there's uh, a, a lady there called Emmy who used to sort of manage the creative vibe of the Moog booth, which was always kind of quite interesting and exciting. And she wanted one year to use all this kind of pre-war, Cold War um hardware and she went there was a place that you can go in berlin where you can rent this stuff for film props and things and it's a (laughs) warehouse full of this kind of stuff and she just said that was one of the best experiences of her life you know from a technological point of view going and looking around this thing and just go wow what's this and this is one of those things but i mean this is a really cool plug i'm not decrying the fact that this exists and it's great and it's affordable and it it's great to support people like heimbach who are independent creators and all of that stuff but i don't know have you ever heard of that place charles i can't remember what it was called i I should have asked her i'm not trying to win any awards here but uh I have a wire recorder. Oh, do you? <laughs> actually, Are I you wearing it one. now? Yeah. No, it's it's in the house. It's, it's like it's like a it's kind of like a piece of furniture in the house. It does work. Um, when I got it, it was so it was made by American Telephone, and it was uh it was originally intended as a dictaphone. So, you know, a boss would dictate a letter, his secretary would listen back and type it, and it actually has uh, a a dictated letter on it, and it's this priest who is dictating to his secretary who's sending a letter to a friend of his named joe who's in guam and he and he reads out the address and it's like pre-zip code us you know addresses and everything wow um it's like it's like hello joe how are things in guam so he's just really very belabored but uh but it also it came with two blank cassettes and these are metal cassettes they're about this big and it's it's like a like a steel wire but it's but they weren't rusty strange enough so i i, I guess they use stainless steel i don't know Zinc, it had maybe? to be quite flexible know, yeah. though yeah it had to be something very flexible that wouldn't oxidize too badly but um i have recorded a few things onto onto it and i have had the wire break a couple times and you can repair it but it it takes a lot of effort to repair <laughs> but um but yeah so yeah so i've got one of those and also i wanted to say about Heimbox, um his plugin. So it's like, I also have a, yeah, remember the Benson Echo Rec? I have one of those things yeah, too. Yeah. And it, it's, it sounds a little bit like, a little bit like that and a little bit like something made by Goodhertz, you know, one of like the Wolf compressor and the, uh, yeah. the wow, the wow plugin. Like, so imagine all of those as one plugin. And I, I gotta say that this, this one of Heimbox is, is great because it's all that stuff crammed in there, but with a little bit more love to it. So, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to get that once the show's over, (laughs) but I, but I do have, I do have one of those wire recorders. It's it's pretty weird. I'm, I'm pretty envious of that. That sounds like a lovely thing to own. I think I'm trying to think, I don't have anything I've, I've got, I've, I don't have any 
I'm just to think what well, I've got old, but I just don't think I've got anything like that. And I would like, I've got, I guess, a, a, an EP 200 A, but that's not that, that, that's too modern compared to something like this. That's too mainstream. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Really, really nice. I mean, Heimbach is just, just marvelous, isn't he? He's just like, I love all that old school getting loads and loads of tapes stretched in loops around the room and then letting them degrade and scratching them. And, and this is brilliant. I love, I really love old radio broadcasters. There's a quality to them, both in terms of the accents of the American and the English broadcasters are being very precise and proper. And there's a tone to them, which is instantly I heard like the, the, the sound coming through this thing. It suddenly clicked into like some kind of old children's program or something that had been broadcast in 1930 or something. And I love it. So I've got old valve radios here. Um, that you can push sound through the little transmitter and, and they just sound warm and it's about it's like putting a, 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 a tube amp on your guitar or something but really really good I love it and what's fascinating is thinking about the mediums you can record on as well like obviously a tape tape machine or a cassette is just iron crystals or iron filing type small particles on a piece of tape so anything that will store a magnetic charge is is, is going to work so a piece of wire is brilliant i mean you could i don't know if you've got a big enough magnet you could probably record on a piece of fish foil nose i mean the, the idea is that you that you can store this stuff for so long just as a print of a magnet it's just brilliant and and sonically it's lovely i mean it's just lo-fi and it's warm and it's marvelous absolutely marvelous originally when i saw it I was thinking that's a great idea, but one plugin, just making that one, what I say one sound, you know, doing that one thing, that's a bit over the top. It should be like a convolution setting in, in, in something else. But actually, when you start listening to it, it's just brilliant. It's just like a like a time machine. Take you back in time and, and your, your audio just mm -hmm. sounds beautiful. There's a, yeah, there's a great video of Heimbach talking about the original and he's using it and he got it off eBay and it came sort of with all the documentation and stuff. It's funny what you're saying about how people sound when they record because at the time, if you were to be recorded, there was almost this sort of, you had to have a certain level of pronunciation and a the right kind of voice to warrant being good enough mm. to re-record unless you were a singer or you know a musician but the idea that the only way you would get into a recording is if you had a sort of plummy uh, mm. uh upper class accent it was just a really weird concept whereas now you know this that this whole sort of regional you know that came in the in the late 40s and 50s where they recorded a lot of regional accents certainly in the uk i forget the name of the the, the guy he was a, a anthropologist wasn't he who just recorded tons and tons and tons of regional stuff and that's really opened it up and then in the 50s we got you know the kitchen sink dramas with the northern accents but before that yep. if you were recorded you had to have this special posh voice what's that you got well, there, same goes with oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, well, i was just gonna say same goes with um music in oh hang on Who's on? Oh, Me. So I was just going to say, same goes with the music industry, because, you know, you had to do it in one take with an orchestra as a singer. So Sinatra is a great singer and he had to do it. He didn't write songs. Um, yeah. Obviously, nowadays, you don't you don't have to be a singer singer that I mean, you can embrace everything. Well, but now you've exactly got to live comping exactly tracks. Off you go. Well, there you go. Even I, even I can do it. Sorry, Jamie, carry on. What was that oh, yeah, you got no, there? Me and my son have been having a lot of fun with this. It's like... Uh, a little toy um, cutting lathe <laughs> that records onto Ooh. plastic and you can actually record onto like the lids of you know food products and stuff we've been cutting into we've been making our own little flexi discs and it's endless fun but it's funny because as a medium it is also hugely restricted in terms of bandwidth there's like no high end for example i guess the needle just can't vibrate quick enough into the this sort of medium of this plank of plastic but you do get the strong <laughs> mid-range so it just makes you think yeah guitar piano voice they all come through but yeah the emphasis on an on you know proper enunciation is huge i mean I'm, i think of like people like sam cook you know like listen to that mm. how clear he was when he would sing it's like almost over enunciated by today's standards but it was pretty nice to yeah be able to understand these things. yeah hey we had a, we <laughs> yeah, had i wonder a, what sam was doing in the modern age yeah you know? we had we had, we had a really good chat jamie i remember when we we did an interview with you about uh the whole kind of ua uh uh chambers the, the what was it called the uh, Capital yeah, chambers. chambers, and we we discussed yeah. that whole thing about the the skills of singers around that time. It was a really interesting conversation, oh, yeah. actually. Totally, yeah, yeah. Yep, it's it's a beautiful thing. 
It's from Saturday. I remember one time uh, we did a light disc cut with Beck at the uh, Infrasonic Studios, and the whole band was set up, and we, and it was uh, one take. Beck just started at the beginning of the take, but the band just carried on, and we played the whole song anyway with him just laughing the entire way. So somewhere there, this like vinyl of him just like cracking up through a whole take. And I just like that because on a hard drive, that's irrelevant almost. It's like, yeah, it's just a weird oddity. But the fact that it's physical, I don't know. We're just apes, aren't we? We're like stuff. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> yeah. you know, when you've got your music on a physical thing, you can like hit someone with it. <laughs> so what's going to yeah, happen you know, you in your, your eyes when people, find a, people go through your trash and find like a lot of plastic lids with kind of all sorts of weird recordings <laughs> yeah, in recording. them? You know? Hieroglyphics. <laughs> there's, um, there's someone in the chat was just, <laughs> someone in the chat was just asking, Jamie, what make or what, where can you get one of your lathes? Oh, I, yeah. I want to know too. They look brilliant. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, I've been waiting to do like a, a, a nitty on these things on the on the pods. I haven't really. Sort of, it was a, it's quite easy. What's it called? Like I can't remember the uh, toy record maker, and it's it's uh, it's by Gacken. Oh, yeah. Gacken. They're, they're Japanese, actually. It's really not with. Uh, there's no need to put any phlegm <laughs> in it. It's um, it's, it's um, <laughs> I don't know how you do it in a Gacken. I'm just, so, I'm just I'm just loading it now. Gakken toy record maker. Yeah, there Gakken we go. toy record maker machine. Go back to another era. Well, absolutely. Thank you very much. That's very apt. You can, I, I, I'm sure there's a gig there. There's a gig there for you, uh, Jamie, no. just sort of doing improvised music bed slash voiceovers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What you got? Any modern tech? Um, yeah, Korg, OP6. <laughs> it's FM. You know, can you hear the six operators? Working? Hey, boss, can you hear the six operators? <laughs> yeah, brilliant. That, that, that's definitely a thing. That's, there's, there's a whole new tier on your Patreon you've just unlocked there, Jamie. That really there you be. go. <laughs> well, tears, actual tears. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, everybody. It feels like we're kind of a, 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 a you know, natural end to this. And I uh, want to say thank you, everybody, for joining us. And thank you again to, uh, I'll just quickly pop this in. Thank you. Oh, it's not that. It's Isotope. Oh, there Isotope. it is. Oh, Isotope. that was the one, Isotope, do uh, um, Sonic, te Sonic 10. If you go to isotope.com forward slash Sonic Talk, you get 10% off any of those products. And uh, yeah. Nice of them to offer that to us and give us a special landing page. And while I've also got you, I was going to... Uh, oh, where has it gone? Where's me? Oh, yeah, look, our Patreon. Do No, that's our Patreon there. Check out our Patreon, Sonic State slash Patreon. Uh, unlock a load of extra content. We've just started it, and now uh, we're looking to... To you know, grow it as everybody else is, and um, oh, uh -oh. I just want to say thank you to everybody. Looks like we've had a, that looks like a Gakken kind of uh, Chinese, uh, Japanese yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, anime character. It's, uh, <laughs> it's what I tend to wear during. <laughs> oh, hang on. <laughs> hey, it's, it's... <laughs> now it's all, now we're off. It's my lockdown uh, outfit. I've got the wrong bloody disc in. Oh, I've just changed the disc. oh no. <laughs> This is what's the problem got... with this machine. Hang on, I'll be with you. Hang on, right. be, uh... I'm ready. I'm ready for my take. Well, um, um, Charles, <laughs> thanks for joining us. <laughs> well, these two uh, organised their exit Gladly. strategy. Um, thank you, Charles. It's been How a pleasure about having you. big organ and drums? Yeah, let's yeah, go that's that. me. That yeah, just drop me in at the chorus. <laughs> All right, hang on. Okay. I've got to get big organ out. So uh, I guess we're back in lockdown, Charles. So uh, your live uh, music yeah. is probably not happening just yet. So... Well, this is the closest I get to live music now. So. Here we go. Here oh, here we go. go. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> Pretty much what we got. Yeah. I think oh, we no, can I... take this on the road, guys. <laughs> I think we're onto something. <laughs> it's, it's like Timmy Thomas. Terry Thomas. No, Tim, what was his name? <laughs> Yeah, Thomas yeah. the Tank Engine. Yeah, it's Thomas somebody around. Right, right folks. Well, that was thank really you. big drums and organ. It's kind of a letdown. It was more like <laughs> bibble bobble. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> thank you for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure as ever. Okay. Uh, we will uh, see you all at the next episode. And uh, 
Thank you to all our friends over in the ch various chat rooms and uh, much appreciated uh, you hanging out with us, uh, YouTube and IRC and then uh, Discord and all of that stuff. Don't forget, if you want to head to our Discord, we've got uh, a Discord with loads of people. There's like hundreds and hundreds of people on there. You just go and go and chat about stuff. Use it. It's, it's all there for you. So bit.ly slash Sonic Discord is what you need. That's it for this week. We're now switched to our, our waving off goodbye shot. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks for persevering with the tech and, and showing us the oh. uh, orchestron. <laughs> Funny old orchestron, yeah. We'll see you Great all see you next time. Take care. See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>